Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex Beatsmith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Saturday, December 17th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and we have another guest joining us here today on the show. All of our guests have been awesome. They've been beauties. Uh, great guests, great insight, funny characters, entertaining, insightful, uh, great stories. And I can just tell, talking a few minutes with our guest before the show, we've got another good one joining us here today. Brett Pepler joining us on the show today. Brett, what's going on? Thanks for joining us here on the Ice Guys show. Hey, how are you? How are you boys doing today? Thanks a lot for having me on board. Looks like it's going to be a pretty legit Saturday here. Yeah, the, no shortage of things to watch as a sports fan or bet yeah. on as a sports better. You've only got only got a 13 game NHL slate, a full NBA slate, a full college basketball slate, college football bowl games morning, noon and night and three NFL games today. Other than that, not much mm-hmm. going on here. Uh, on this Saturday uh, in the uh, sports and the sports betting world. Uh, Brett, let's talk about uh, your hockey playing days uh, that you experienced and uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, I started, I played professional, uh, started in 2005. I was 20 years old, came, came out of junior A in Canada and went into the US uh, UHL, sorry, played in Missouri, Richmond, Virginia, played there, and then went to the SP, the Southern Professional Hockey League, played in Florida, played in Knoxville, played in Louisiana for quite a bit of time, and then uh, came back to Canada and played a little bit of senior hockey in the ranks in Canada, and that was about it, man. It was, uh, I retired a couple years ago, but it was, it was a good run, had some, had some fun, and definitely had quite a few good stories. No doubt. And you're a Sasky uh, boy as well, right? Saskatchewan. Sasky, man. Sasky. Uh, the one year I played in Louisiana, our coach was Kevin Kaminsky. He played in the NHL for a lot of years with Washington. Yep. Uh, he was our coach that year, and we had 12 Saskatchewan guys out of an 18-man roster, plus him, who is from Saskatchewan as well. Wow. So it was uh, it was pretty wild. Anyway, so talk about the because I'm guessing there's a little bit of difference between Saskatchewan and Louisiana. Talk about uh, your time that you spent there and uh, did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was definitely we had a a great group of guys. Uh, We lived just outside New Orleans, Lafayette, Louisiana. Uh, We were in the minors playing hockey, but we lived on campus, uh, University of Louisiana. So that was uh, was pretty dangerous living there, right (laughs) right close to uh, all the bars and the frat houses, but no, it was good. Uh, the weather was obviously pretty different. No snow down there. Great food. The people were amazing. And we just had a good group of guys and it was definitely a great time. I, I need to write a book here soon before yeah, I exactly. forget all these stories. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Get a, everybody's, everybody's got a book these days. Everybody, yeah. when they're finished playing, yeah. or they're finished doing something big in their lives, let's write a book about it. It seems like yeah. everybody's got that going these days. So I yeah. figure everybody's got it going. Why not Brett Pepler as well? Write a book or go bankrupt. Yeah. Uh, or sometimes on some days that go Ori bet my picks. You can also go bankrupt. That yeah, yeah. <laughs> I checked them out. I checked them out, man. They look pretty legit. They look pretty legit. So yeah, I'll follow you. 
Yeah, no, no, I'll say say this: the NFL, it's 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 been steady across the board. NBA's pissed me off, but every other every other sport we're in profit right now, except for NBA. Hey, uh, which, and, and if you've got you know four out of your five sports that you're doing at this time of year, you're plus money. That's a good thing. But uh, definitely, and Alex too. Alex, uh, football's been terrific for you. I've, oh yeah, I've been on a hot, I've been on a hot run. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm really kind of bummed out. The college football and NFL are winding down because I finally got into a hot run, and all of a sudden, well, here we are. It's December, so so nice to end on a, on a nice note but uh but yeah but you know that's the thing about this every day you know and we do more than just hockey we're you know I, i'll be jumping in basketball too uh and, and you know football ufc we try to do a little bit more of that in 2023 so uh you know it, it's it's a grind you know but uh but like i said if you can be profitable in in most yeah. of your sports in a given season you do all right yeah it's good yeah. you know and it's also like with ufc you got to find the fights that aren't don't have more on judges uh, you know, basically <laughs> scoring them. Uh, we've had some issues with uh, that lately, but that's uh, another story. Uh, Brett, what are you doing these days post hockey? I know you're doing some stuff with training uh, right yeah. now, uh, players. So talk so about that. What I do now is I have my own business. It's called Squirrely Athletics. Squirrely with a one L, not two. I'm sure you get a little squirrely Saturday nights after the podcast is over. You and Alex <laughs> probably hit up the pub in Oakville there, but. Uh, no, that's my business, Squirrely Athletics. I provide, um, we do a lot of on-ice camps. We go all over U.S. and Canada. We're open to going anywhere, um, specialize in skills, power skating, um, on-ice. And then we do a lot of off-ice stuff. We do workouts, uh, recovery, mobility workouts, stuff like that. Uh, I have a lot of online training programs that I do. We work with the, the Teachables website. We we do uh, just an in-season program for, I mostly do hockey players. So we do a lot of in-season workout programs for hockey players, uh, some stick handling stuff. And then I also train with some agencies via Zoom. So uh, trying to keep busy here post hockey career and stay out of trouble, especially now, you know, I live uh, very close to Miami. So if I uh, venture down there, I could be gone for a couple of days and that is trouble. So I try to stay busy here. You know what they always say: stay busy or or get in trouble. You know that's yeah, always what it's one or the other. Very I, hey, very easy to get in trouble down here. Uh, no doubt, yeah. And apparently, the Florida people are—they're their own breed. They're their own yeah. group. Oh, yes, man. Yes. Sometimes yeah, like they're on another what. planet. Yeah. <laughs> hey, anything fucking goes down here, boys. Anything. Okay, I've been down yep. here for about eight months, and I don't think I've ever seen one person signal. So if you're driving, you got to be locked right in or else anything goes. They, they call it lawless down here. Yeah. I've seen that firsthand. I was in an Uber. I was down in Miami two years ago for a pub sports radio trip. We were in the Uber, and the Uber guy says, you'll just have people just cut you off. They won't even yeah. signal. Yeah. They won't even yeah. They won't put their signal on. They won't put their hand up like, hey, I'm trying to get in Nothing, here. No, man. they'll just cut you right off. That, yeah. that sounds a lot yeah. like Chicago. I'm, I'm here in Chicago for the month, and that, that sounds uh, vaguely familiar. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, the traffic is a lot different than Saskatchewan. There's nobody riding horses. You know, it's a little <laughs> bit busier down here. But uh, once you get used to it, it's all good. All good, man. I'm very blessed to be down here. I enjoy it. But it is a different world. Not and make on. no mistake, you might see some horses randomly pop up. At, at yeah, you never point. know. <laughs> you never know. Like I said, like I said, anything goes. You never know what you're going to see on a daily basis. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Pumping. Yeah, bring out that old May song, horse and carriage. Yeah, that's basically yeah. how they're. Uh, <laughs> that's basically that's how, how they're rolling. Things. 
Yeah, that's basically how they're rolling in uh, Saskatchewan. All right, we're going to break down the Saturday NHL slate. It's a huge card today, yeah. 13 games in just a second. But first, Brett, just some overall thoughts on the league, certain teams, certain players. What stuck out to you so far through the first two months of the season? Mm, well, obviously, there's a couple teams that are surprising this year. You know, you got the Devils. They're on a run. Uh, then there's some no surprises like Boston. Toronto's obviously another President's Cup run kind of team in the regular season. See how they do in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty good. Well balanced. You know, a lot of teams are pretty consistent. Edmonton's decent. Uh, Florida here. I'm, I've am i been in Florida watching them last year, like I was talking to you about, to this year. Like, they got a lot of older guys. I don't know what's going on with their cap or their GM. Like, they got a few guys that should probably be in the American League, but they're kind of hit or miss. Uh, yeah, it's it's anybody's league this year. Um, first time, I'm a huge, whatever, you can judge me. I'm a very big Sidney Crosby fan. I haven't watched him at all in my whole in his whole career till two nights ago. He still looks very deadly out there. Him and Malkin are good. So, Pittsburgh, you never yep. know. They could be a wagon. Chris Letang just had a stroke and he, he sniped one. You know, like he was back. He was back two nights ago. He's unbelievable. Like, and he's yeah. playing twenty yeah. fucking minutes a night. Twenty twenty five yeah. minutes a night. Like, yeah. like nothing happened. I didn't just yeah. have a stroke. I just didn't have yeah. a life threatening experience. I'm right back out there days later and I'm playing a bunch of minutes and I'm scoring goals. Yeah, it's like well, how is he doing that? It's like fucking Tua here. He got two life threatening concussions and now he's fucking back slinging here. <laughs> like how do you do that? They must have some special shit that we don't know about or some kind of yeah. stuff. Like, I wouldn't be yeah. coming back for two years after that kind of punishment, but uh, that's another <laughs> subject. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Players, obviously, uh, that Robertson from Dallas, he's yeah, having yeah. a run. Some, It's nice to see once in a while some guys come out of the woodworks. He's having a good year. Uh, who else? There's a couple other guys that are having good seasons here, like the – the one guy, out of nowhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One guy, Tage Thompson. Yeah. Is that his name yeah. from Buffalo, yes. man? Yep. He's an absolute beast, and he's sniping. He's playing the left point as a right-handed shot on Buffalo's PP, and he's just letting fucking cannons go, man. And he's having a good season. You know, the story behind him, I don't know him or anything like that, but I was just been reading up on it. His wife has cancer, so he's battling through that, yep. which is obviously prayers to him. But – you know, to have a season like he's having, he must be motivated. But it's nice to see guys like that, you know, having a good having a good campaign. And uh, other than that, Winnipeg's having a pretty good year. Uh, who, who are your guys' teams? Dallas is one. I mean, how you talked about Jason Richardson. Yeah. That's a team that I just yeah. really they, – and they're fun to watch too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When, when they've got everything rolling, they got a great offense. Jake Ottinger, like I said, still trying to find his footing, but he's he's – arguably in the top five already of me uh, for me the yeah. uh, top goalies in the league when he's on and he has his a game uh it, it's hard to beat him it's hard to get at least even one goal past him so that's a fun team to watch i think they're going to make a, a lot of noise but can't count out tampa bay and, and i said at the beginning yeah. of the year tampa was going to start off slow after playing so much big time hockey but eventually they come roaring back and that's exactly what we've been seeing from them in the last couple of yeah. years yeah yeah you can definitely and, discount uh, tampa yeah, and the amazing thing, too, is three years in a row in the Stanley Cup final. We've talked about this a lot, Alex and I, on this show. At some point, don't you hit a wall? Don't you, like, run out of gas? Don't you get, you know, worn down? And uh, maybe it's going to happen in this year's playoffs. Maybe it's not. Maybe we're, you, you mentioned how 
Brett, that Tua's come back from concussions. Crystal Tang comes yeah. back quickly from a stroke. Maybe your rest and recovery and all the medical yeah. and, and you know, the, the advancements to people's health to keep them in great shape and great physical Definitely. condition, it allows yeah. you to have a run like Tampa where, you know, you've played deep into the playoffs three years yeah. in, a row in, in a row in the Stanley Cup final. How the hell do you still have the energy and the stamina yeah. to play at such a high level? Like your body is absolutely mangled after not only a regular season, but then you play the playoffs and how hard the playoffs are compared to the regular season. You do that, like you said, three years in a row, you win two, you lose one. Mentally, you're fucking right out of it because that's all you're thinking is hockey, hockey, hockey. Like you do need a break, but somehow they're keeping together. You know, Stammer has the boys on a, you know, a good program down there. And just seeing the advancements like i don't play anymore but i still play a lot of whatever men's league workout all that kind of stuff but just seeing like the advancements in recovery you know especially down here in a hotbed of stuff you know just advancements the money there is down in this miami area like how how you recover maybe you know they got they got their their stuff going and maybe it's not affecting them but it, you think it has to like You'd almost yeah. think they'd have to have to flunk out a year on purpose just so they can have a normal summer. Because, like, as yeah. a hockey guy, you're not taking too much time off. You're taking maybe a month off max, and then you're getting back at it. So uh, it's crazy. Good for them to good for them for doing it. But uh, yeah, that has to be tough on the body and the mind. Yeah, definitely. And it's something. It's a quote that I remember from uh, Isaiah Thomas when he's talking. It was the the thirty for thirty about the bad boys, Detroit Pistons, and he talked about. It. He says when they lost to the Bulls finally in, in 91. They said, we ran out of steam. So we kept playing in the playoffs and making these deep runs year after year after year. So just our legs just gave up. And if you look at the dynasties over the years, the Blackhawks, the Kings, the Penguins, Penguins, I mean, they've been a team that's been able to kind of uh, buck the trend a bit and, and stay afloat throughout all these years. But with the Kings and Hawks, when things finally started to wind down for them, they, they crashed fast and in a hurry and yeah. I know a lot of people are kind of waiting for that with Tampa Bay I don't think that's going to happen this year but in due time we will see you know a, a, a complete bottoming out at some point from this Tampa Bay team I really don't think they're going to be able to keep this uh, pace really that long but if they know how to temper their schedule and that's the thing that the Penguins have done for years okay we don't need to start off 13 and 0 let's yeah. just make sure that we're healthy and ready once the calendar changes over to March and April and forward and then be ready for the postseason. I think Tampa Bay is taking more of that approach now than just trying to bulldoze. Look at look what happened the year they had, you know, the best record in the league, won the President's Trophy. They get swept out by Columbus. I think they learned a lot from that, that core group. And even you can go as far back as when they lost in 2015. Uh, a lot of these core guys were, were, were there with that team as well. Those uh, experiences helped them get to the point where they can win back-to-back -back cups, make, uh, you know, the finals three straight years. And I think they've kind of adapted uh, to the changes in the league and the changes within themselves as, as that core group gets older. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's, it's not a race and uh, it's longevity. And I bet, you know, basically now all you need to do is just get yourself into the playoffs. doesn't matter your seat or whatever. Like, obviously you want to have home ice advantage, but, if not, it's not a big deal. Get yourself in there, book a ticket, then roll the dice. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, get a ticket into the dance. Doesn't matter if you're in the front row or the back row. You know, just get in there uh, because you're yeah. going to end up having a having a chance. I got to ask because too, because we got my good friend down in Florida. I do shows with him on another channel, Big Ragu. Uh, he's in the uh, chat. This is a veteran sports better. You're talking about someone that's been doing it for decades. 
Uh, he's been at it a long time. He's in Florida. I've got to ask you, since you're there now, Brett, this Lightning versus Panthers rivalry, is it starting to really gather itself in yeah. terms of the fan bases back and forth with one another? Is uh, We know the teams don't like one another. Yeah. Are the fan bases now starting to get you know reinvigorated in terms of their interest and enthusiasm for their teams? Yeah. Because you've got Tampa's good, Florida now is good, and you've got a real legit rivalry going on with those the Lightning and the Panthers? Uh, yeah, Daddy, you know, I think hockey's coming a long way and has it has come a long way here. So, uh, you know, especially in the playoffs last year, uh, the Panthers having such a good team and beat Washington in the first round. And then they came here to play Tampa round two. I went to that game and Tampa came in and just shut them out. All their big boys, uh, Barkov and uh, their top guns. Tampa came in, played a greasy style, pumped two, beat them 2-1 and ended up sweeping them and uh that was that was it for that but that hurt a lot of panther fans the tampa tampa fans are definitely have the upper hand right now and there definitely is a rivalry in the arena stuff like that i know a lot of people down here they go up to tampa when that game's on in tampa the panthers and the lightning so it's good it's good for hockey the game is growing it's crazy to see how how it's growing down in a non-hockey market like this like south florida miami all the you know other sports are really huge down here, but hockey's uh, definitely moving in, and the Lightning Panthers rivalry is definitely helping it out. What were the fans' reaction to the whole story within that series? Where after uh, Florida goes down three nothing, apparently they spent all night in a Tampa strip club, and you know that yeah. ended up being kind of curtains for them. And it's funny we talked about it on the show in Game Two. I made two bets. I liked Florida first period puck line, and I liked. Tampa to sweep the series. And I said, if they don't get out of that first period with the lead, they're going to get swept. And that's exactly yeah. what ended up happening. Cashed a, a plus uh, 700 ticket on that. But yeah. uh, but that storyline, I mean, we caught wind of it as we were on air. Yeah. And pretty much I loaded up on Tampa in game four. And then there was also a, a goal that ended up getting called back that would have given Tampa a lead in the middle of that game. So uh, I'm sure, you know, stories like that always add to the you know rivalries in any sport. Uh, but I, I'm just kind of curious to know, you know, a lot of people on Twitter had responses for it. What was the the kind of, uh, you know, the in-state feeling of, of, of hearing yeah. that story? Well, first of all, if you're going to do that, I'm not going to say I don't disagree with that. You know, if you're going to do that, do that. You need, you, you're down 3 nothing against the Stanley Cup champs. Got to fucking roll the dice, turning of the ship party. I've had a few of those, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And where they've worked out, you go out, you get absolutely buckled, but somehow you pull yourself together. No one finds out. You come back, you win a greasy game because you're playing guilty, and then just the hockey gods put it together, and then you win the series. But for the Panthers there, like, if you're going to do that, you have to make sure no one sees you, you know. Go to the no strip leaks. club. Yeah. No, go to the strip club, lock the fucking door, stay in there, no fucking whatever you need to do, and then – it is what it is, you know, but that was obviously like you guys are saying, they heard about it. Uh, you know, I think that's probably a reason a few of those guys got shipped out of there along with the coach. Uh, people are just like, you know, what were they doing? What were they thinking? They were down three, nothing to Tampa, yeah, but yeah. sometimes you need that shit. But, you know, I know down here in Fort Lauderdale, a lot of the boys go out to the strip clubs here. I'm sure the strippers aren't uglies down here, oh, but, sure. uh, <laughs> You know, that's what you need to do once in a while when you're down. You got to try to switch things up, but a big mistake on their part for getting caught doing that. Uh, whoever blew that should be in deep shit, but 
Yeah, I think people are just saying, you know, like what's going on, and they were probably forced to fire the coach Brunette there and probably get Huberdo out of there and Uyghur and change it up. But as we were talking a couple of days ago, it doesn't seem like it's working. The switch, the Panther Calgary switch there, but yeah, it is what it is. You got to be a little more discreet if you're going to pull that card out. If they had gone to a club where the dancers knew about the power play, maybe that could have helped them out and they could have yeah. been in that series. But yeah, they did clearly. <laughs> That's a good point you mentioned about Andrew Burnett. I always assumed he got fired because, look, this was a President's Trophy winning hockey team that got bounced in the second round. You know, I, I thought that was part of it and it didn't look impressive in barely getting past Washington, by the way, in the first yeah. round. Uh, oh, and I thought the power play being so shit. And it was. It was embarrassing how bad and pathetic the Panthers' power play was. I thought that was why he got fired, but maybe something to it with this little incident, too. They weren't happy that this became public light, and they say, hey, you're the coach. You've got to fucking keep keep a lid on these damn things that are happening with your hockey team. And that was it. Yeah. It's hard to say. You don't don't know, but I'd say it had to do – had something to do with that, but – it is what it is. Obviously, if you're doing that, you're letting the boys go. You're a player's coach. You know, the boys should have responded. But in the end, like the game I seen, Tampa was just sending one four checker in, hammering the piss out of them, you know. And then as soon as the Panthers would cough it up, they were maximizing their chances, winning 2-1 games, stuff like that. And uh, like we were saying before, you need to lose before you win. And like Tampa, when they got swept by Columbus there, they lost a few times and all of a sudden, boom. They went on a run, won two cups. I think the same thing is going to happen with the Leafs. The Leafs have had some absolute heartbreaks, and you look last year, they lost in seven to Tampa, and no one really challenged Tampa until they got to the cup final and ended up losing to Colorado. But you need to lose before you can win, and if you have a good organization, good players, good coaching staff, uh, you definitely learn from those incidents, and it makes your team stronger. So, uh that's what happened with Tampa. Maybe that's what's going to happen with the Panthers. Who knows? Hard to say. I think that's what's going to happen with the Leafs. If not, there's going to be absolute fucking meltdown in Toronto. But we'll see, I guess. <laughs> hey, they melt down after losing to like Arizona, two to one in, in November. <laughs> yeah. You know, never it could, and of course they've melted down a bunch of the fan base with these playoff flops. And every year we say this is different. This is different. Yeah, we got to see it at some point. Uh, before we believe it although you, you, the, the way they lost two years ago to montreal in the first yeah. round that was embarrassing they went out as with a fucking disgraceful effort they went down yeah. and it was too soft they were uh, they had no pushback they were outplayed and dominated by montreal that barely got into the playoffs in a game seven at home whereas at least when they lost to tampa bay they went down on their sword you know they yeah. basically yeah. They, they gave it their all it was a hard effort they lost tight games close games good enough to win that series just didn't get over the hump you said teams have to learn how to lose before they learn how to win in the Leafs case learn how to lose for years for decades and maybe even for centuries at this point because it's been a long drought for the Toronto Maple Leafs all right go ahead yeah they look like they're on a run this year so who knows yeah it it, it, still pretty early though but yeah they they look good right now the thing is now they've this is the best the team defense. We'll get to them when we talk Toronto Washington, but yeah, this is the best team defense I've seen from them. It's going to be a question of can they bring that in the playoffs when it matters uh, the most. All right, let us go, get into the Saturday slate. We got 13 games. I'll try to be a little bit quicker with my own analysis so that we can keep this show within 90 minutes at the max. Uh, Ottawa and Detroit. Uh, we've got Ottawa minus 115 uh, road favorites here, six being the total in this game. There are a lot of injury concerns here for Detroit. If you look at their lineup going into this game, uh, Dylan Larkin 
uh, is uh, obviously day-to-day. That is a huge loss potentially. Game-time decision, Derek Lalone says, with a hand injury. He did practice Friday, but he was in a non-contact jersey. Uh, obviously would be missed if he doesn't play. It would be his second straight game out of the lineup. And without him against Minnesota, we see they lose 4-1. They only score one goal. Philip Ronick, who's been a revelation for them on the blue line uh, this year, he's day-to-day as well with a, a concussion. We'll see if he's able to suit up. He got rocked by Ryan Reeves uh, in the uh, game Wednesday night against the uh, Minnesota Wild. So he may not play. He's got 24 points on the season. He's been uh, great from the back end, producing offense, solid in his own zone as well uh, for Detroit. So they have a couple of key injuries. Ole Mata's on IR, Robert Haig as well. Uh, And they've also been without, of course, uh, Tyler Bertuzzi uh, and Jacob Brana for quite some time as well. So, there are some concerns about Detroit, a team that's uh, lost three in a row as well. Their offense has gone uh, dormant. They've scored just two goals uh, in the last three games combined during this losing streak. Ottawa's starting to pick it up, three wins uh, in a row against Nashville, Anaheim, Montreal. We'll see if they carry that over here. Um, I haven't bet the game. I probably won't, at least pregame. Lean a little to Ottawa, though, just because they're in current form. Uh, better form at the moment at minus 115. Don't know if I'll get involved. You've got both teams trending to the under, actually, if you could believe it. Two teams that I thought would be pretty much over teams just because they're capable offensively. But Ottawa's gone under in three straight games. Detroit has now seen their games go under the total in six straight games coming into tonight, uh, this afternoon, rather. So maybe that continues here. Uh, Billy Huso is in net for Detroit. It's confirmed. And Cam Talbot. Uh, the goalie for Ottawa. So other than a small lean to Ottawa, I'm not involved in this one. Alex, what do you think here? Senators, Red Wings. Yeah, I don't play many unders, but I like under six here. I mean, you got five, two, and one the last eight meetings in Detroit. Uh, Detroit on a seven-game streak uh, going to the under. Sends a 13-3 and three the last 16 to the under. Uh, and you mentioned with Detroit, they, most of the guys you mentioned that they're injured are guys who help with the scoring. Ronick is, is a guy who's you know had some quality chances. Uh, this definitely feels like it's going to be an under game, an early start as well. You kind of see just kind of the just a slow feeling out pace. I'd also take a shot with the draw here at plus 350. Uh, this definitely feels like it could be one of those kind of games that deals 1 1 or 2 2 uh, you know, after regulation heading into overtime or shootout. So I'm going to go under six and I'm going to go draw plus 350. Shout out to my Hamilton, uh, fellow Hamiltonian. I'm in Hamilton, Ontario. Ben Sherratt, who's from Hamilton. Uh, stepping up when uh, the other night fighting uh, uh, Reeves, it was after Ronick got hit. That's not an easy assignment when you got to sure. fight Ryan Reeves. That guy can chuck him with the best of them. Tough son of a gun, a tough prick, as they say on Letterkenny. Uh, that is exactly what Ryan Reeves is. And for Ben Sherratt, you know, to step up and drop the gloves with him, I give him all the credit in the world. So way to go, Ben Sherratt. That's my Don Cherry voice. Way to go, uh, Ben Sherratt. Uh, what do you think here, Brett? Ottawa, Detroit. I watched Detroit last week, last Thursday, and, uh, yeah, they didn't look very good. The only guy who was kind of creating offense was Dylan Larkin. If he's hurt, well, it could be – I would definitely go the under, fellas. I know, uh, you know, Ottawa has the brinket. He hasn't been doing too much, it doesn't seem like, this year. Uh, hard to say. I would definitely go under, and I'm probably picking Ottawa. Detroit's a little bit injury-ridden, but – they were as of last week. They still had that last playoff or wild card spot, so they're doing good with these guys that are injured. A lot better than they have been the last couple of years. But going to go Ottawa on the under for that match. Good news, though. I'm seeing uh, courtesy of Helene St. James here on the uh, 
She's a good follow. She's been beat writing for Detroit for a very long time. Uh, looks like on the ice for warmups right now at the Pizza Box, Little Caesars Arena, Ronick, Larkin, and Mata. So yeah. maybe they're all in. We'll have to wait. That's a yeah. good sign, obviously, if they're taking part in pregame warmups right now, just half an hour before the game. So uh, keep that in mind. I'm just seeing that now. That's going to help Detroit's cause a little bit uh, in this one. But again, I'd still lean Ottawa because of the form. That's that's why I stayed all, all completely away from a side. This could be, yeah. you know, this Detroit a better team than Ottawa right now, sure. But yeah. with you know guys being banged up, and 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 we always talk about that too. Just because the guy's okay back healthy, but you got to throw him back in the lineup doesn't mean he's gonna, you know, jump right back in the form in that first game. So it still remains to be seen. And like I said, these two teams have been trending so heavily to the under, yeah. uh, not getting a lot of offense generated. I wouldn't argue with one little small little. If you're going to do a same game parlay here, do a point prop with Kachuk and with Debrinket. Those two guys have really picked it up lately. Debrinket's back on the beam again after a little bit of a sluggish start. Kachuk's yeah. been good, and they're picking up the slack with Stutzla, someone who's a big part of the top six for Ottawa out due to injury. So there's a little same game parlay option you could look at for that. Kibano Chichik in the chat mentioned about Debrinket. He has a great track record against Detroit. Granted, that was with Chicago. Those games kind of mattered a little bit more, but. I mean, they should be fired for this one. It is a division battle. Yeah, that would be probably worth a look, too, to bring it to score a goal. Definitely, I could see that here. Columbus and Boston. This is also a game that's going to start in half an hour, 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Boston, minus 420 to minus 430 here. Home favorite, 6.5 the total in this one. It's actually gone up from the minus 390 on Boston that I posted uh, on the uh, graphic that you see on the screen. Uh, look, obviously, the Bruins coming off a very – uh, rare home loss against the LA Kings, only their second home loss of the season in a shootout the other night. Uh, they will be looking to bounce back here. Uh, Jeremy Swayman uh, is getting the call here. Now, it's mostly been Linus Allmark and because he's been so terrific uh, as the number one goalie. Uh, Swayman's only gotten you know, duty uh, here and there, uh, but he has uh, played pretty solidly at times. Uh, did give up four goals his last start against Arizona, but still 5-3, 2.8 goals against average, 8.87 uh, save percentage. This will be his first start since allowing those four goals in that loss to the Arizona Coyotes uh, in that game. We'll see if he can bounce back. Uh, you've got uh, Daniil Tarasov once again in net for the uh, Blue Jackets, dealing with, obviously, Corpus Salo on IR. And the fact that Tarasov, Alex, is getting the second straight start tells you where they think Elvis Merzlikens is confidence-wise, and he's been Merzlikens as we've said all season long uh, in net uh, for the Jackets. He hasn't been the same since that tragedy with his friend mm -hmm. Matisse Kivlanix, that firework incident. Like, you can trace it all the way back to that. Elvis Merzlikens has not played good since that moment happened. And I think it's a mental thing, not just physically, uh, with his struggles. And look, Tarasov doesn't have great numbers, but he's got the best numbers of any goalie Columbus has right now, which isn't saying much with a 3.14 goals against a 9.10 save percentage, but he still has been better than the other two, Corpusalo and Merzlikens, and they're going to give him another start. He wasn't that bad against Tampa. Three goals on 28 shots in that game. You're not going to be able to win if you don't get any offense, and Columbus is all of a sudden struggling to score, and that's what's going to keep me off the game. I kind of want to look at an over here with Swayman and Tarasov in net, Boston capable offensively as well, but at six and a half, early game, Columbus has trended under in three of their last four games. They've only scored one goal in the last two games combined. And keep in mind, they faced Sergei Bobrovsky, who struggled this year, and Brian Elliott, who was in backing up uh, Andre Vasilevsky against Tampa Bay. And he was starting Elliott in that game, and they still only scored one goal uh, in those two games combined. So 
It's a very rare, and I mean very rare for Mr. High Volume Better, yours truly. This is a very rare pass for me, uh, Columbus and Boston. Alex, uh, what do you think? Yeah, well, for those of you that didn't get to uh, join us for the BetCast the other day, this will be kind of a, a pseudo, uh, you know, kind of BetCast thing because I'm going to look to try to bet this live over. I'm waiting for it to drop down to five and a half. Anything in the pick and range, uh, that's what I'll be looking to grab. And like I said, but Tarasov, running him back to back, like I said, yeah, it definitely shows that there's issues with the goaltending now. Like I said, the kid's playing well. Uh, I'm not, not discrediting him. He's definitely elevated up uh, a bit in my charts. But he, I don't think he's ready to be a NHL number one or even a 1A, 1B option right now. They're throwing him into that spot because they have to. Uh, and, and I know we talked about Boston. Could they get tripped up and finally lose that regulation game? I don't think this is going to be the case here. It, I think it will happen at some point, but not today. So uh, I'm looking for that live over once it drops five and a half. And I'll mention it in the chat and on the show as well. All right. Good stuff. So a live betting opportunity, Alex, waiting for that. Uh, Brett, how about you, Jackets, Bruins? Got to go with the Bruins, man. They're on, they're pretty legit this year. They're at home. If it was the other way around where they were in Columbus, you never know. They could fall asleep and Columbus might sneak one out. But today I think uh, the Bruins are going to absolutely give it to them. And then, you know, it's the afternoon. They'll have time to do whatever they want after. So there's a little motivation there. You don't want to lose at home on a matinee game on a Saturday afternoon. So I think that says it all right there. Bruins, the over. Are Bruins are and the over as well for uh, Brett, but yeah, the Bruins are used to these afternoon games. Uh, keep yeah. that in mind. They're used to them. They've played them a yep. bunch. They just played one last two weeks ago, an afternoon game against uh, Colorado. And actually, I think that might have been at night. I think, yeah, I think yeah. it was actually that game was at night, but they won at 5 1. But they've played a lot of afternoon games. I and, say, that's a, that's yeah. a great point. And Columbus doesn't play that many day games. No. You know, Boston, Philly, Ottawa, Detroit, you can kind of pinpoint the eight or nine teams that play a bunch of day games throughout no. the season. Columbus no. is one of them. No, no question about that. All right, Anaheim, Edmonton. Uh, this is the last of the afternoon games, by the way. Third and final matinee affair, 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Edmonton minus 330, home favorites. Six and a half being the uh, total in this game. This is, I think, for me, it's going to be a uh, split bet here with uh, Edmonton uh, team total probably and the full game over. I think they're both probably going to get there if I had to if I had to guess. Uh, because you look at Anaheim, I mean, you look at the series history, first of all. Let's start there. Six in a row have gone over the total between the Anaheim Ducks and the Edmonton Oilers. Final scores in those six games, 6-0 and to the over, 5-1, 6-2, 4-3, 6-5, 7-3, 6-1. So we've seen a lot of high-scoring games with these two teams. We know Anaheim doesn't defend a lick. They did. They were better against Montreal. I think after getting just destroyed by Toronto, 7-0, then losing 6-1 to San Jose, they figured, come on, let's hump up defensively one fucking night. Let's do it. Let's mm -hmm. get something going defensively. Let's show some pride. We are an NHL team, for crying out loud. Let's at least show some professionalism here after getting just shit-kicked. Uh, the, the two games there uh, out of three. And they did that against Montreal. Give them credit for that, that 5-2 win. It's about as good as they've played for 60 minutes all season long. But I don't trust them to do it two in a row. Anaheim has never been a team this year where they put two good games in a row together. I bought in like a dummy, like a schmuck, uh, like, a, like, like a schmo, whatever you want to call me, after they lost to Carolina. You know, or after they beat Carolina, I should say Anaheim. It was a great win. They beat the, a really good Carolina Hurricanes team, and then they come back at home against lowly San Jose and they lose six to one. 
you know, that's what Anaheim has done this year. They've never been able to withstand prosperity. They've never been able to take one good performance and carry it over into the next. And I don't trust them to do that here against Edmonton, who's got to be pissed off about giving that game away against St. Louis. They had a 3-1 lead. They lost mm-hmm. in a shootout. They had that goal taken away from them, that controversial offside call uh, in overtime where they could have won that game. I know McDavid and the Oilers weren't happy about that. Uh, so you got to believe here this is, uh, you know, an Edmonton team that's going to want to bounce back, won't take the Oilers or won't take the Ducks lightly here. Uh, we don't have goalies confirmed yet for this game, uh, although it does look like we might see Dostal uh, in once. I'd, I'd be shocked if it isn't him again because he did get the win against Montreal uh, and he played pretty well. That being said, you know, you're playing a pretty high-flying, potent Edmonton team, and his numbers are still on the year, 4.02 goals against average, 872 save percentage. Not a one at Anaheim goalie has good numbers with this Civ defense basically playing in front of these goalies uh, all year. Dostal did play better. I got to see him do it again here, though, against the uh, Oilers. Uh, we don't know who's going to be in that. We assume Skinner because they've been going with him a lot lately. Uh, will they maybe give Jack Campbell a look? They did win the last time he was in net, 5-3 against Nashville, but that remains to be seen. But, you know, what I'm going to end up doing here is definitely over 6.5. I like that. Six straight head-to-head meetings have gone over. Uh, so I like that over 6.5, minus 120. And maybe also a smaller look toward Edmonton team total, over 4, minus 135. It's not a bad price, but you've got to go with 4. Uh, inst- or either go 4 or 4.5 four because 3.5 is like minus 200. You don't want to be laying that price. So Oilers team total over four split with the over six and a half as well for me in this game. Alex, uh, Ducks, Oilers. Yeah, I took a small shot with that first period over at two, looking at plus a dollar ten over at MGM, plus a dollar five at uh, Bet Online. And I had 12 and four last 16 games uh, to the first period over. Edmonton hasn't done well in that category, but Edmonton's, uh, keep in mind, they've had a lot of twos. So, Looking at their numbers from a one and a half perspective, they're just 15 and 16. But uh, when you go adjust it to two, they've done a little bit better. And like I said, Anaheim's defense is just just poor. And with Dostal, that's a guy who I don't really trust as much as far as third string goalies go. He's a little bit lower ranked uh, on, on my chart. So I could see Edmonton uh, possibly getting at least two here. And, and like I said, Skinner, we're waiting for the bottom to kind of drop out with him too. I mean, he's been playing, you know, well, but at some point does he regress back to what we saw from his backup days the last couple of years prior, or does he just kind of just stay afloat up and down? I think Anaheim could, they could possibly find one to get to the back of the net, but Edmonton, if they get everything rocking and rolling early, they might be able to take care of an over two by themselves and get out with a three, nothing three, one lead. So I expect high scoring throughout the, the entire game. I'm just going to go with the first period over at two plus a dollar 10. If you want to capitalize on this game, too, because we think Edmonton's going to score goals, this is a matchup of the number one power play in the NHL, which is Edmonton, versus the dead last penalty kill in the NHL, 32nd, which is Anaheim. So if you're going to bet Edmonton props today, goal props, and especially the point props, don't don't settle for the point props You know, and the worst prices. Get involved with the power play points. Get involved with these power play points props today with Edmonton where you'll get better prices. And again, you've got number one power play versus the worst penalty kill in the NHL. You could get Tyson Berry to get a power play point plus 120. Evan Bouchard, who's going to play on the second power play unit, plus 650. And he'll shoot the puck from anywhere. So 
Uh, these are good options. A dry sidle, you got to lay a good price with the power play point minus 175. McDavid minus 190. I think the best option, Nugent Hopkins is probably a good power play point option. He's on the number one unit, minus 110. A guy that is also on the number one power play unit for the Oilers, and he's red hot right now, Zach Hyman. He's no. a power play point for him today, plus 130. That is outstanding, that price. He's in great form. It's a number one power play against Anaheim's dead last penalty kill, and he's plus 130 to get a power play point today, Zach Hyman. That's the best of all the power play points yeah. options for the Oilers, in my opinion. And with with the you know increase in same game parlays and things, would you recommend when you see discrepancies in, in, in uh, special teams units to maybe stack, say, Hyman, yeah. McDavid, you know, all together, power play points in a parlay, put, put you know, two or three guys together and, and play those kind of small and, and look for it. Cause you get a, if you get a Hyman goal and a, a McDavid assist, you cash both right away. So is that something you would recommend as well? The, the, the four guys on the number one unit, Nugent Hopkins, um, Hyman, Dreisaitl, McDavid. Those are the four uh, guy, four forwards that are on their number one power play unit. You could do a nice little parlay of those. I would agree with that. And this would be the game to do it. You know, they're, Top, top of the league power play versus the worst penalty kill uh, in the NHL. And you'd be able to get, I think, a pretty damn good price uh, with that. In fact, I'm going to put that together. I'll let Brett talk about this game, but I'm going to look at what that would be, a little parlay of those four guys to get a power play point tonight for the, this afternoon for the Oilers. Brett, what do you think here, Anaheim-Edmonton? Got to go with Edmonton, fellas, if that's the case in their top. I know they had the top power play, but I didn't realize Anaheim had the worst. Got to go with Edmonton. They're going to be dinging today. Power play over six and a half, definitely. Uh, Stuart Skinner, he's on a run. He's a big dude. I watched him here a couple weeks ago as well. They didn't look very good, but they ended up beating the Panthers. But, you know, uh they're pretty good on these matinee games. You know, Anaheim's coming in. They're on the road swing there. I think they might uh, – they know what McDavid can do. So, I think Edmonton's going to roast them today. I would definitely go Edmonton to win and the over. All right, Edmonton to win and the over here uh, in this one. Plus, you could do – you know what you can do is a combo bet on that as well. And we know several books have that. And that's probably a good option here. It's probably Edmonton uh, and uh, over in some form as a combo bet, I think is probably a good uh, consideration here in this game. Let me find what the price of that would be. Uh, yeah, Edmonton and over five and a half minus 104, you know, right around even money at Pinnacle. It's pretty good. I think that's definitely something to consider because I think Edmonton's winning this game after the, the tough loss the other night against St. Louis. Uh, let me just see. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm just seeing that now, Jarek. Bet 365. They won't let you put the power play points in the SGPs. Only yeah. the regular points. I'm, so I'm looking at I'm looking at that too now. I bet MGM. I was just trying to do that myself, and it's, no. uh, it's not letting it connect. So. No, so they don't basically allow power play points in the SGPs. So you got to bet them individually. Unfortunately, yeah. the best one is Hyman to me, plus one thirty, power play point. Zach Hyman, excellent, excellent bet in my opinion. All right, great stuff. Let's go to the night games now. Toronto, Washington. Uh, we've got the Leafs minus one fifty. Road favorite, six the total in this game. The numbers getting up there. I do like the Leafs in this spot because, and there's a lot of things that favor them, I think, here. You're off the loss to the Rangers. Washington came back down to earth, losing to Dallas. And let's be honest, a few of those Washington wins were against some sisters of the poor, including Alex's uh, Chicago Blackhawks during that win streak. I think this is going to be a lot tougher. And you talk about a motivational spot. You've got 
Ilya Samsonov starting tonight for the Leafs, going back to Washington. They didn't even tender him a contract offer. They didn't even offer him anything. They basically said, we don't want you back. You're gone. You know, and that resonated. And they asked him about it, you know, yesterday. And he didn't say it in, uh, fully that he wants to beat them, but he wants to beat them, you know, essentially. Uh, no question about that. Uh, so I think you're going to see a very good uh, effort here uh, in this game from Ilya Samsonov, fired up, uh, making his return to Washington, a team that basically s summarily dismissed him and wanted no part of bringing him back uh, to the team, almost like they made him the scapegoat for the problems they had last year. Now, he didn't have a great year, but the whole team kind of was disappointing Washington. So uh, I think definitely Toronto is uh, the better squad at the moment. You do have Ovechkin chasing the 802. Uh, obviously, that's uh, definitely something uh, that you want to keep an eye on in this game. But at the same time, you know, Jake Ottinger was saying after the game, I didn't want Ovechkin to score those goals on me. You think Samsonov is going to want uh, Ovi to score those goals against him? You know, especially with him n not ending his tenure in Washington the way he wanted. So uh, I definitely think I like the Leafs here. I don't love that the price has gone up because I took a minus 135 on them. Uh, and now it's gone up since then to about minus uh, 145 to 150. But I do like Toronto here to win this one here against the uh, Capitals tonight. Alex, what do you think? Leafs, Capitals. Yeah, I don't bet many Toronto games uh, as far as sides go. But I like Toronto here in regulation. Uh, just grab that at plus a dollar five at bet online. I think this, like I said, you know, Washington seems to be enamored with everything Ovechkin right now. And they've been playing fairly well. But, you know, at some point that kind of, you know, it seemed like there was a lot of weight off of his shoulders for sure. Uh, just getting to 800 with that hat trick. I'm sure he wants to, you know, relish in the moment, of course. And these are, you know, all great historic moments. But at the same time, I'm sure him and the team kind of want to get past it as well. Get back to playing some full team hockey, which, you know, like I said, they've been doing that, you know, in waves. But Toronto's just been running hot right now. And, and this is, a, you know, probably the last time we're going to get some decent value with them because, uh, you know, looking ahead and when they get start playing some of these uh, lower tier teams, we're going to see that number balloon from 150 to 200, 250 and so forth. That's just what we see with Toronto. They're always going to be uh, a public darling, especially when they start winning in, in stretches like this. So uh, plus 105 in regulation, that's my shot here with uh, the Maple Leafs tonight. Yeah, no doubt. And I think, the, you know what, if you actually look, and I remember last year, this was the uh, case with the uh, Leafs and the uh, Capitals. Toronto's played well in Washington lately. You know, they've had no problems winning uh, in uh, D.C., uh, the uh, Leafs. You look at it, they've actually won four straight against the Capitals, including each of their last two trips to Washington. So uh, they've had actually good recent success head-to-head -head, uh, against the Capitals, and they beat them early in the season this year, back in October 3-2 at home. Uh, what do you think here, Brett, Leafs-Capitals? I think it's going to be a decent game there, fellas. Uh, you know, Obi's trying to pump a few Genos here to try to get to that record, beat Jordy Howe. Uh, like you guys said before, the biggest thing about this game is the motivation of the Tendy there for Toronto. So he's coming back into Washington. I think he's going to stand on his head. Total of six, it's hard to say there. It all depends. Like these games, they're usually a tight battle, 2-1 or else it's 6-5. You know, it's hard to go. I think, I think Toronto is going to squeak it out. I don't know if it's going to go over six or under six, but I think it's going to be a close game. These usually are pretty decent games, Toronto and Washington, in Washington. So I'm going to go with Toronto. I'm going to go with the under, actually, on this one. All right, liking the under. I could see that because Samsonov's going to want to play well. And, he's, and by the way, Samsonov's numbers are r really good. 1.7 goals against, 939 save percentage. And Lindgren's been good, honestly. 
You know, Lindgren's been very solid for the Capitals. 2.76 goals against average, 9-10 save percentage. And, of course, he's the guy now with Darcy Kemper uh, injured for the uh, Washington Capitals. So uh, definitely goalies that are playing well for both sides right now. And we could see that translate. As far as the props go, bunting on the top line is starting to heat up. It's probably not a bad look uh, from a goal prop standpoint for the Leafs. Marner finally had his uh, consecutive game point streak snapped. He'll have to start a new one now. Washington, of course. I know Ovechkin's going to be the focus, but don't sleep on Connor Sheary. Uh, he has been very productive lately for the uh, Capitals. And Mantha moving up to the second line uh, might be worth a look as well for a prop for them tonight as well. Rangers and Flyers next up. Rangers minus 165 road favorites, six the total, uh, shaded to the under. Uh, in this game, uh, Rangers starting to play better hockey, no question. Give them uh, a lot of credit. Uh, starting to get their game back. Shesterkin starting to play better. They've won five in a row, including a nice win against Toronto uh, on Thursday night. Philadelphia snapping a four-game losing streak and a huge upset win, plus 250 underdogs. They go to New Jersey, and they beat the Devils 2-1 to one, uh, the other night. Very impressive win for Philly. And again, they're still not scoring goals, but they got a just a phenomenal goaltending effort. From Carter Hart, 48 saves on 49 shots uh, against the uh, Devils. That's what it's going to have to take for Philly to win games. Goalie is going to have to steal one or two for them. And Carter Hart certainly did that Saturday night. He's back in net tonight against the uh, Rangers. Uh, interesting that Halak might actually get the start here for the Rangers tonight. With this being the first of a back-to-back, -back. they're in Chicago tomorrow night. But there's potential, at least, Halak is going to be in tonight. He'll get one of these two games, you would think. Uh, but there is a chance, apparently, that it could be tonight because a lot of sites have him projected, although no official uh, announcement has been made yet in terms of uh, whether uh, he will be in net tonight for the Rangers or not. Just projections that he might be at this point. Uh, it's probably not a game I'm going to do too much with. I mean, I certainly don't want to step in front of the Rangers. They're starting to get their game back together again. But, you know, minus 160 on the road. Flyers do nothing but play tight games lately. I mean, they've kept everybody pretty close to them. 3-2 with Colorado, 5-4 with... Uh, Arizona, 2-1 with Vegas, 2-1 with New Jersey. Maybe a draw. Maybe a draw tonight, Rangers-Flyers. That's a tight game. And uh, certainly if it's a Hart versus Halak matchup, certainly going to give maybe the Flyers a little goalie edge. And you've got Hart as well in Philly where he's got historically better numbers. So uh, maybe the draw. Other than that, I'm probably not going to bet it. What do you think here, uh, Alex? Yeah, I would lean with the draw, but it's not going to make my card. I would have to wait for goalie confirmation because if it's Halak, I'd lean towards taking Flyers. Uh, so they have money line, and that's not something that I've done uh, all this year, to be honest. They've been a, a pretty bad team. But like I said, it'd be interesting to see what uh, choice Gallant makes because, you know, lesser two evils, you're playing two bad teams on back-to-back -back nights. Uh, personally, as a Hawks fan, I'd love to see Halak get the start tomorrow uh, at, at the United Center as opposed to uh, Shesterkin. But uh, this is more, like I said, with a big card like this, I probably won't have anything uh, going roll, or rolling with this one tonight. All right, Brett, how about you, Rangers Flyers? Yeah, this one's a tough one, fellas. Uh, you know, the Rangers have a pretty good squad, but they've been hit or miss this year. Same with Philly. They've looked absolutely shitty. But then they squeak out a win against the Devils. Uh, I probably, like you guys are saying, I wouldn't fuck around with this game. i just let it go. But I don't know. I'm going to say it's going to be tight, but i go with the Rangers and probably the under. It's probably going to be 3-2 in overtime if I was uh, going to wager on this one. But you never know. 
That's why they play the games. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. You, you never, especially in hockey, we've seen it. Like, look at Arizona last night. Big upset for them against the uh, New York Islanders. You know, it's still there's that old saying: anybody can beat anybody on any given night. And you definitely saw signs of that. As far as the props go, Lafreniere uh, is starting to kick it for the uh, Rangers. Getting better form. Heedle starting to get going. They put the kid line together again. Anyone on that line is probably worth a look because they've got seem to get be getting that chemistry going again. Jimmy Vesey scored twice against the Leafs. Maybe don't sleep on him. We've talked about him maybe being undervalued in the goal prop market for the Rangers, so you could go in those two directions for sure. Dallas, Carolina. We've got Carolina minus 140 uh, home favorites here, five and a half uh, being the uh, total uh, in this game. Uh, this is another one where Dallas off a nice bounce-back victory against Washington, although, as I said, I took Dallas the other night, but some of that was Washington off the big momentous night for Alex Ovechkin in Chicago where he got number 800. Kind of felt like it would be a tricky spot for the Capitals uh, in that game. Carolina, they've won three in a row, seven and one in their last eight games. They're really playing good hockey uh, at the moment. I'm not sure I'm ready to step in front of this team at the moment, with especially if we see Kochetkov uh, once again in between the pipes for the Hurricanes, which you'd assume. Uh, in this game, he's playing very well uh, right now. Uh, it's another one where you look at the uh, series history. We've seen uh, actually three of the last four meetings uh, go over the total, but Dallas has gone under in three straight. Carolina has had three straight games stay under. Unfortunately, you got a five and a half here. So I was hoping that we'd see six, but you know, definitely makes sense that this is lower scoring. But again, those five and a halves are a lot trickier in today's NHL to bet under the total. You know, if the number comes down any further, I might bet Carolina. And uh, But we'll see on that, and we'll see who the goalies are, too. I want it with Kochetkov, who's been magnificent lately for the uh, Hurricanes and net. I think their team defense has been outstanding as well. And keep in mind, they haven't had Sebastian Ajo. That's what's even more impressive during this win streak. He's obviously one of their best forwards and still able to win games. And like I said, defensively, they've been just nails lately. Two goals allowed in the last three games combined, including two shutouts. Uh, against Detroit and the Islanders. So they're, they've got that defensive game ratcheted up right now at Carolina for sure. Definitely lean in their direction, but waiting to see the goalies for this game. What do you think here, Alex Stars, Hurricanes? Yeah, you definitely got to wait and see with these goalies because Kachekov's definitely a, a buy-on goalie, but uh, I'd rather also look for if Jake Andrews not in goal, if it's Wedgwood, then I would probably lean to Carolina. Uh, money line, I don't want anything to do with the regulation, draw or a side. This uh this one could go into OT, but I just it, it's 50-50 on that level. So nothing there. It would be either Carolina, like I said, if that price drops down, then we do get a Kachekov sighting. And, and I'd have to grab it quick if Wedgwood's also confirmed too, because that 140 is going to go upward probably to about 160, 165. Uh as far as total goes, this is one where you know put your tracker on your phone, hope there's a goal scored in the first couple of minutes, and then maybe grab a live under uh at, at a six and a half at a better adjusted price. That's probably going to be my, my mode of attack here if we do get, especially if we get a Ottinger sighting uh, against Kachekov. No doubt, no doubt. And again, both teams trending under in the short term. What do you think here, Brett Dallas, Kakalaki? This is uh, this is going to be the game of the day, I would say. Carolina's pretty legit. Dallas is good this year. It's going to be tight D. The fans in Carolina are pretty squirrely there, so uh, another good game, I think. Uh I think it's going to go, I think Carolina, but it's going to be under definitely tight checking, not too many goals. Even with the backups in, I think both teams have pretty tight D. Uh, it's going to be a good game, though. These teams are 
two good teams in the league. So going Carolina the under, but it will be a good game. Liking the under here as well uh, in this one. Uh, we'll get to the next games coming up, but first we're going to hear from uh, one of our two sponsors uh, just this week, one of our two brand-new sponsors here on the Ice Guys. Alex going to tell us about Gramco and all their great products. Yeah, the, the Gramco.com. Gramco, uh, wonderful Delta 8 THC products. And whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, track, court, or on the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. They have vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you, and it's also available at many American retailers as well. Get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. If you visit thegramco.com and use promo code ICEGUYS, you will save 25% on every order on the site. And any order that's over $50, standard shipping is free. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their one wonderful Delta 8 products today. There you go. And Alex loves them. He's tweeted about them. Uh, so it's let's when we endorse products on this show, we like them, we use them. It's not just that we're selling or we're advertising for them. We like and the Brett, products. they're they're a Florida company too. So they're wow. all they're, they're all over wow. in Florida. So Okay. I need that. I need a wake and bake coffee now. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. The Gramco.com, 25% off. Use promo code ICE Guys. There you go. Okay. I'm gonna uh, check them out. Absolutely. Yeah. Support the show. Sponsors that support the show. Uh, I always say that to everybody watching and listening. We appreciate it very much. So check it out. The Gramco.com 25% off with promo code uh, ice guys. All right. Back to the card. Uh, we go Tampa Bay and Montreal uh, next up Tampa Bay minus 250 uh, road favorites six and a half the total uh, in this game. Um, Tampa Bay rolling along nice uh, run for them lately. I mean, they've definitely kicked it into high gear. You can say they've won four straight. Six and one in their last seven, eight and two uh, in their last ten games. Like I said, playing some really good hockey and really scoring goals in bunches during this time. They've scored a grand total of nineteen goals uh, in their last four games combined. So this team is feeling it at the offensive end of the ice right now. Uh, no question about that. Averaging way more than four goals per game uh, at this point in time. I like Tampa team total here uh, over three and a half. I'm just going to keep it simple. I want to be on Tampa Bay in some form with the way they're playing right now. You know, a Montreal team that's lost two in a row and a Montreal team that, you know, is capable of giving up goals to, you know, teams that are lighting it up. And Jake Allen is in net. And, you know, he has had some decent games of late for the Canadians, but he's still someone that's usually going to give up three. He's done that a lot this season. If you go back to November the 12th against Pittsburgh, uh, he has made, let me just see here, four, uh, five, six, seven, eight, 9, 10, 11 starts since November the uh, 12th. And he has given up a minimum of three goals uh, in uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 of those 11 starts. He's given up three or more goals. We need four out of Tampa. I think it's doable. Lightning team total over for me. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Lightning Canadian. Yeah, that would be the only thing I would look at here. And, and that's not a you know a super exorbitant price. I was actually I'm grateful. I thought we were going to possibly see a four and a half here. Uh, with Tampa Bay, but the way they've been rolling right now, I, I want to back them, but you can't uh, even get even on a, um, a regulation price. You can't get that good of a, of a number. So go with team total with the lightning. 
Uh, that's and that's the thing. Now we talked about it. You know, the books are going to adjust quickly because they know that Tampa Bay is a, a quality team. They can light the lamp at, at any moment and play some solid defense as well. And when they're getting great goaltending for Vasilevsky, sky's the limit. And now we're seeing the value that we had with the Lightning just a week, week and a half ago. It's pretty much gone, and, and I don't think we're going to be seeing a lot of uh, plus signs by the Lightning name anytime soon. So you got to you know be creative, and that's the way to do that with the team total over. No question about that. And by the way, this is another one of those matchups. You want to keep an eye on it here. You've got the sixth power play for uh, Tampa Bay. And all of a sudden, Montreal's penalty kill for the season's not bad. But lately, it hasn't been nearly as good. They've given up four in the last three games, that Montreal penalty kill. This could be a power play points type of night for Tampa Bay. So maybe look at some power play points for the Lightning right now because their power play is feeling it at the moment. Brett, what about you here? Lightning, Habs. Well, you guys got all the professional betting, the line, all the advice. I'm giving you the intangible stuff here. So Marty St. Louis, Lightning alumni, obviously won the cup. He's the yep. coach for the Habs there. I think Vinny LeCavalier, he's like an assistant GM or something like that too. He so is. Some yep. Tampa ties. So I think there's going to be a lot of money on the board for the Habs to pull this one out for their coach if they like their coach, obviously. You know, Tampa's going to have a little bit of motivation coming in, beating Marty St. Louis at home in Montreal. But uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Montreal is going to come in, going to squeak this one out. Uh, All right, you know, they got they they got a good offense too, man. That some of those kids, Cole Caulfield, Suzuki, Kirby Doc's playing good. Yep. Like, why did your Hawks get rid of Doc and Debrinket? Not not sure their thinking process there, but neither does uh, Alex. Get, yeah. That first line is Doc, Suzuki, and Caulfield, Cole Caulfield. So uh, I'm going to go the over with Montreal here. It's going to be a little bit of a shootout, but they're going to they're going to squeak her out at home. I'm going to say. Yeah, you definitely bucking could... the trend with that one because Lightning 17 and four the last 21 meetings and the favorite 20 and six the last 26. I like it though. I like the reasoning though. Whether yeah. you agree with Montreal winning this game or not, you like Brett's reasoning. He at least gave you some fucking thing that makes sense, and it's true. Uh, Saint Louis and Le Cavalier, you know, facing the Lightning. You know, it's the guy connection there. Uh, there's a, there's something to that, and uh, we'll see if that's uh, going to be enough for Montreal here. But uh, I, I do think it'll be close because you actually look. Uh, they played Tampa tough in a lot of these games. The last. Yeah. Five head-to-head meetings, 3-2-1-0, 3-2-5-4-5-4. They've been close. Yeah. Montreal has been And they have a history. They have a history. The division rivals, and they also play each other in the Stanley Cup final uh, yeah. in, in that that bubble year, so, or the shortened year, rather. So, you know, that that's something to kind of keep in consideration, too. They said 17-4, but, you know, playing tough. It, it's, a, it's a tough one from a side perspective, honestly. Like I said, but that's the thing with the team total, too. You know, we're going over – three and a half. This could easily be if Montreal is really geared up and ready for it. Could easily be a four, four game. At least you get out of there with uh land that on the team total. Yeah. Yeah. No question. That's a good prop game. You're right. I, I even though I like Tampa team total and that's why I like the team total. Cause I think Tampa's going to get a tough game from Montreal, but I still like them to score four goals. Um, you could look at a, but like I say, power play point props for Tampa. You could look at doc doc. Doc is plus 500 still at bet 365 to score a goal tonight, and he plays on the top line. They don't price him like they price Caulfield and Suzuki uh, in the goal score prop market. It's absolutely insane, and I've been able to take advantage of this. So look in the, that direction, I think, once again, that maybe we can get undervalued Cole uh, Caulfield. And I think Josh Anderson might be moving up the lineup tonight as well for the uh, Canadians, and I like that situation from a prop standpoint when we got player moving up the lineup 
uh, could be worth a look there as well uh, in terms of finding the uh, back of the net. All right, next game is Florida and New Jersey. Uh, we've got the uh, Devils minus 140, home favorites, uh, six and a half the total, uh, shaded to the under uh, in uh, that game. Uh, you know, interest, I think it's, no, shaded to the over rather, six and a half shaded to the over there, Florida, New Jersey. I don't think I'm going to bet this game, unfortunately, from a side perspective anyway. I don't want to back Florida. I don't trust Florida right now. Uh, Brett's got a bird's eye view there of the uh, Panthers being in Coconut Creek, and they just haven't put it all together. I know they had that shutout against Columbus, but Columbus is not a very good hockey team. What happens next game against someone really good? Pittsburgh, they lose to the uh, Penguins the other night. Uh, they're just issues right now. I find Florida does not have, and we'll get Brett's take on this, I find that Florida doesn't have the third and the fourth line scoring punch they did last year. I mean, right, especially with the injuries they've got. They've got Kachuk day-to-day, Colin White day-to-day, Lundell, uh, Hornquist is on IR, Duclair is on IR for this team. They've got a little bit of an illness bug running through the team right now uh, the last few days. That's definitely uh, hurt them uh, a little bit. Uh, there's no telling if Kachuk is going to be back uh, here tonight for the uh, Panthers. We'll have to wait and see on that uh, if he's able to return here for them tonight. Uh, so it's definitely concerning, and they've got to run with goalie Bob still. Uh, in net with uh, Spencer Knight. They're just waiting for him to be ready to go and ready to return. But already it's been confirmed that uh, uh, Sergei Bobrovsky is going to be in net tonight for the uh, Panthers uh, in this game. So I don't really want to back Florida here. And they're only 6-10 and 10 on the road this year. Keep that in mind. But New Jersey is in their first full-blown you know, slump you know, of the season. They've lost four in a row. I'm not rushing to lay a buck 40 with them after losses to the Islanders, the Rangers, the Stars, and the Flyers in their last game, although they probably deserved a better fate. They heavily outshot Philly 49-24. I still don't want to lay a buck 40, though. Their offense hasn't been nearly as good the last couple games. Uh, the penalty kill has struggled a little bit more. They've given up three power play goals in the last four games. That's a little bit concerning here, uh, against uh, although Florida's been ice cold with the power play the last five. A lot of trends going back and forth. Same with the total. I mean, series history, it's been really a over-series history with these two teams. It was 7-6 the last time they played. I guess I'd lean over the total in this game, but even that, I don't love it a ton. So, tough game. Maybe maybe I get involved with the over, depending on who's in net for Jersey and if Kachuk plays. But other than that, I'm passing on the side for sure. I don't want to take Florida, and I don't want to lay this price with Jersey right now either. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Panthers-Devils? Yeah, about 35 minutes ago from the Panthers account, they confirmed Bravoski in that. They said Kachuk is back in the lineup, and Radko Gudis is a game-time decision. So uh, with that all being said, and if this was a smaller card, I would take a shot with New Jersey here. This is a, one of those prove-your-worth uh, you know, kind of games. Down, you know, Having that four-game losing streak after having a great start uh, and, and a great streak and a great run, they got to prove to everybody that, okay, yeah, we deserve to be a favorite. We're still one of the top teams in the East. You know, this is a, an opponent you need to put away, a Florida team that's been – uh, struggling, can't find a way, you know, get out of their own way uh, for most of this year. And like I said, I think the coaching change had a lot to do with that. I think, you know, kind of taking them away out of that style, that that fire wagon hockey style they were playing last year, trying to be a more disciplined, more cycle-heavy uh, possession team. It just had to work out for them. But New Jersey's had some magic right now, and this is the game where they have to prove to everybody if, if they still have that magic or if they've lost it a little bit. I think New Jersey wins this game at 140. I don't want to touch it. Definitely don't want to look at it in regulation. I can see this easily going into OT. So maybe look for an in-game draw play if you see this one kind of playing uh, a little bit tight. 
All right. What do you think here, Brett? You guys, you, you see the Panthers a lot. What do you think of them right now and tonight against New Jersey? I think I think the Panthers are, like you guys said, they're a little bit broken down, beaten up, injured, a little bit sick. It's too hot here, so people are getting sick. Minus, you know, that's a joke, sarcasm. Uh, yeah, they're just not – Watching them a lot last year to this year, they're just a totally different team. Like Paul Maurice is a good coach. Um, I think he'd be a good hire for any team, but just the fit here isn't well for him. And kind of teams change their system to go with D and focus on D, which is good. That helps you win championships. But this team was high-flying offense. You know, they're beating teams 9-3, 9-2, winning games 8-7, shit like that. Like that's just who they are. You know, when a team's like that, you just got got to roll with what works. and. They're trying to change it up here, and it's just not working it for them. And I think uh, they're going to go into New Jersey, lay an egg. New Jersey's is what it is. They've been on a run. It's interesting with New Jersey. Every sports show, every TV show, TSN you watch, they're all saying that New Jersey isn't as good as you think they are or as good as their record is. And they say as soon as they falter, they're going to be shit. I don't know if I believe that. I haven't watched them enough to to analyze their game, but – I think that, you know, they have still have a good squad. I think they're going to go on a run here, but I think they are going to beat the Panthers in a sleeper here tonight. It's going to be like a, a 2-1 game. Bob's going to stand on his head, but just going to be a sleeper. So I'm going to go with the Devils with an under. Yeah, and that's the thing about New Jersey, too. Like I said, I, I was a skeptic about how they were playing as well. But the fact that, you know, they found ways to win. And that's the thing. That's what I said. You know, is it has, has the magic run out with them? I, I think – I don't think they're – as great of a team as top two, top three in the East. But I do think they're a, a capable team, and they find different ways to win. Their balanced scoring attack is something that, that I'm impressed with. Uh, Vanacek, uh, a guy who, once again, like Samsonov, both those guys leaving D.C., I said they could easily be good fits and be number one goalies elsewhere. We've seen that with both, both cases. I think it's a good team, but I don't think it's a great team. And so I, I, I kind of get why you see some of the, the other talking heads saying that. Uh, but this is one of those games I feel like they should win, and I think they could win. Yeah, definitely. Either or, if you think this is going to be an interesting game, you better have some of those THC gummies you gave a shout-out for. <laughs> Eat a few of those if you're going to watch this game because I think it will be an absolute sleeper. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so there you go. If you're going to watch Panthers and Devils, check out the Gramco dot com twenty five percent promo code ice definitely definitely nice way to tee that up Brett <laughs> thanks we appreciate it yeah pump up our sponsors and that's good you're dick guaranteed we're gonna get you back on the show now you keep doing yeah. that uh, Nashville samples <laughs> yeah exactly yeah we'll hook you up for sure Nashville Colorado we got Colorado minus one seventy home favorite six the total uh, in this one. Um, this is a, there's a bunch of games that are just tough. And this is another one where I don't want to back Nashville right now. They can't put a puck in the ocean. Their offense is dormant right now. They have stopped scoring one goal against Winnipeg. Uh, they did score three against Edmonton, but with Jack Campbell and that shutout by St. Louis before that two goals to, you know, during this five game losing streak, this team has scored a grand total of eight goals, you know, in the last five games. That's not very good uh, in terms of offensive production. Colorado off a 4-2 loss to Buffalo. I was on the Sabres as a big dog the other night against Colorado. They got the job done in Denver 4-2. Still very banged up, the Avalanche. We've talked about this. McKinnon out. Byram, Manson on the blue line remain out. Landeskog still out. Francois is now day-to-day so with an illness, so you definitely expect Alexander Georgiev in net. 
Should be UC Soros in net for Nashville. He played great against Winnipeg, but lose two to one because, again, they just can't score goals right now, uh, the Nashville Predators. Um, I could only look Colorado, but obviously if you're going to take them, you got to look in regulation to get a better price. But I don't want to get involved because they're still, you know, they're either losing games or barely winning games still. Uh, if you look at their recent run, nothing is coming easily right now. Uh, for the Avalanche, their two wins in the last seven games have been an overtime win against St. Louis and a 3-2 win against Philadelphia, where they had to barely hang on at home against the Flyers. So I, I'm not going to bet aside. I'd lean under the total, honestly, but the series history is over, over, over. But Nashville can't score, and Colorado's played tighter defense, tighter style of hockey since with all the injuries, and they've been trending under the totals, uh, five straight unders for Colorado. So I'd still have to lean under with the total of six here. What do you think, Alex, Predators, Avs? Yeah, this is one I'm probably going to just completely stay away from. I was leaning initially just looking at the first period over because of series history, but you got to remember there's some playoff games in there as well. This is just one, like I said, the Avalanche, until they get a little bit fuller, fuller you know, health-wise, you know, full lineup again, this is a team I'm just kind of staying away from. Like I said, this could easily be uh, a 3-2 Nashville win or a 4-1 Colorado win. Just way too variable uh, for me, so I'm passing. Nothing wrong with that. A pass for Alex. Uh, Brett, how about you, Preds, Avs? So here's a question. What's wrong with McKinnon, actually? I know he's out, but what's wrong with him? Uh, the injury with him, uh, McKinnon, is a uh, upper body injury. Uh, it was from okay. – he took a hit, I remember it was, and it, it was in the Philly game, and he, can okay. you tell he was definitely hurting after that. It was something in the uh, – upper body region and he's out for he's out until at least the new year so he's not going to be back for about another month or so big injury then yeah actually uh i was in nashville for american thanksgiving and i had tickets to the predators and the avalanche it was a nice 1 p.m matinee game on a friday broadway was absolutely rocking and then the water pipe broke in the bridgestone arena and flooded the rink so didn't get to go that game was canceled then the next night against columbus so i didn't get to watch so i would have better analysis if i would have but uh nashville has two good goalies their backup played really good a couple nights ago he's good i forget what his name is 32 he's good Mm -hmm. yeah he's very good good you got colorado you know that francu he's been good but he's really good McKinnon's out some of their offense. I'm going to go the under here, and I'm going to say Colorado, but I think it's going to be under, you know. They still got McCarr on the point. Just I've been watching a lot of Colorado this year. They're just electrifying to watch. Uh, side story, every Tuesday and Thursday down here in Florida, there's a skate, and it's a pretty high-level skate. A lot of pro guys like who are retired or whatever, but Pierre Turgeon skates out here, and uh, uh, he's had oh, the best team he's ever seen. So watching them, it's exciting to watch them. I love watching McKinnon, but even without him in the lineup, I think they're going to win, but it's the under. Yeah, exactly. We, we think Colorado's going to win, but we don't love the value. We don't love the price. Uh, yeah. Under seems to be a, 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 the best option in a game, and, and I'm saying that loosely, the best option. I think it's a tough game overall, side and total, but I'd lean under. Buffalo, Arizona, we've got the Sabres, minus 175 road favorites, uh, six and a half the total in this game. Um, Buffalo with a nice win against Denver to start the road trip. Now they're going to Arizona. I mean, I think Buffalo's going to win, but I, I don't love laying this price. Now, they do have the rest advantage, right? They played Thursday in Colorado, back-to-back for Arizona. They were at home against the Islanders last night, but no travel 
on the back-to-back. They're still at home tonight, so it's not as bad of a back-to-back as you would think. And I'm in a, not in a rush to lay this kind of price against the Coyotes here at the Mullet House. You know, they've actually they played inspired, energized hockey. And we've talked about that yesterday. That's why I thought they were live dogs last night against the Islanders. They've won their 3-0 at home in their three home games since they returned from that month-long road trip. You know, they have not lost on their home ice here at Mullet Arena since then, beating Boston, Philly, and the Islanders last night. In fact, that was their second win of the season against the Islanders uh, last night. You know, I've been impressed. I mean, they're they're getting some offense now all of a sudden on these home games. They've scored uh, 13 goals uh, here in their three home games. The offense has sprung to life. Uh, last night, it was from a variety of sources. Bukestad, uh, as Nick Ballstad, of course, as Don Cherry would call him. Uh, Shane Gostisbehere uh, has been a point-scoring machine lately. I think you got to look at points props involving him uh, right now, for sure. Uh, for the Coyotes, we talked about Bukestad, Keller, uh, and uh, they've all been good for uh, the uh, Coyotes. Lawson Kraus as well. I mean, they're getting our offense going right now, especially on home ice. We know Buffalo still can give up goals. And the thing that concerns me for the Sabres too tonight, while they've got Tage Thompson, Dylan Cousins, Jack Quinn, J.J. Paterka, Tuck, Olafson. I mean, they're loaded with offense. They're scoring goals right now. Uh, the Sabres, no question about that. Uh, they have scored 10 in the last two games combined. They might have as much as four starting defensemen out tonight for this game. They're already without Henry Yoki Haru. They're already without Ilya Labushkin. Uh, Jacob Bryson is on IR. And Owen, I've got the power. Owen Power, uh, he may miss this game as well. And he missed the last game too, but you're talking maybe four starting defensemen that could be out for the Sabres tonight. So, that's the one concern. I think you'll see goals both ways. I like the over here. Uh, six and a half in this one. Connor Ingram is confirmed in net. We know he's not the, the goalie that Vimelka uh, is for Arizona. I think it'll be Craig Anderson again for the Sabres. They've started to give him the net now multiple uh, games in a row, although it was uh, not him. It was uh, Lukanen uh, in the uh, last game against Colorado, but I think it'll be back to Craig Anderson tonight. But either way, I think we'll see goals in this game. I like over six and a half. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Buffalo, Arizona. Yeah, I have to mention I did play Bruins, uh, Columbus live over five and a half. I got minus a dollar fifteen, uh, so I just played that in game. Now it's scoreless right now with about sixteen and a half left in the first. But Buffalo, Arizona, I played this early this morning. I like that over two at plus one twenty in the first period. Uh, we saw it cash last night. And I stayed away from it with you know Arizona and the Islanders. Islanders are certainly not a team you like to back with first period overs, but they end up getting it done. Got three actually, uh, so they would have cleared over two as well. And like I said, Buffalo style with this kind of rink. Everybody's talking about the fresh ice, the live boards. This is a Sabre team that could run wild. So I love the first period over. I would even look at that full game over even even at a six and a half. Uh, Connor Ingram's been just pitiful right now and Craig Anderson's always due to lay a clunker and they could still find ways because of that offense to win a you know five six five or six four kind of a game so I'm gonna go first period over I'm gonna go full game over. there you go first period and full game over both of them for Alex here uh Brett how about you Sabres Coyotes here's another side story fellas Craig Anderson in in the summer he lives here obviously down in Florida mm-hmm. he plays as an out player in the men's league he doesn't even play net he plays as a forward what do you guys think of that that's pretty cool if I'm a goalie I'd want to do something different <laughs> I was gonna say I've heard that goalie, yeah. try something different yeah. yeah I've heard that from most goalies when they're usually especially when they're done with their careers they never get back in net and put the pads yeah. on again. they always play you know if it's pickup or whatever they play forward or, or deep 
Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, um, for the game, I'd you know I think Buffalo is going to come in there. That that arena looks pretty wild. You know, what does it seat? Five thousand fans or something like that. Yeah, approximately five thousand. They yes. keep saying it's getting louder and louder. They, the, the Coyotes players say it, it gives us real energy. The crowd and the student section, and uh, so oh. I, I guess you got to believe them if they're saying it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's going to be over there again but i think the sabers come in you never know if the coyotes here watch them a little bit they look they have some life they have clayton keller's unbelievable uh you know some good young talent but uh i think buffalo is going to come in there on a little bit of a heater they're going to take it but it's going to be an over it's going to be like you guys are saying seven six six four seven five style of game in there defense optional zero fucks given uh mentality for the defense tonight i think so I'm going with the Buffalo Sabres. All right. Buffalo and uh, liking some goals as well. I think it's going to be that kind of game. I think Buffalo will win as much as Arizona has been good at home, but you know, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of at least for me scary to say, let's lay minus 175 against Arizona here in this building where they've won three in a row and they've got some magic going mullet magic. Uh, is that <laughs> what you call it right now? Uh, I guess it is for the uh, Arizona. I got to mention Paul Batty's nerfing in the chat saying that Craig Anderson also eats his dinner at 4 p.m. <laughs> Is that an age joke there? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm getting to that age, Poe Buddy's nerfing. That are approaching 40 or 40 are approaching 40. I'm going to be 40 in three years. It's not an appetizing and appealing thought. <laughs> Yeah, getting closer, getting closer. <laughs> and I think Brett's right around my age too. It's yeah, getting to that. 40s. Just turned thirty-eight, buddy. Just turned. Well, <laughs> there you go. 38. Exactly. Yeah, it's well. it, we're not getting any younger. That's all we have to say. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, but look, Craig Anderson's not getting any younger either, uh, and he's definitely uh, a situation where uh, you know you've got. Um, have you got a run, Brett? By the way. No, I'm good. I'm good. I was just typing in the chat here. Oh, I see it now. Okay. (laughs) We've still got a couple games left. We've got three games left. We'll be done in about 10 or 15 minutes for sure. But three games left. All right. Yeah, I can tell you're just lounging. You're relaxed and you got no place to be. You're chilling. The only thing I'm missing is. the drinks I've, I've got I, I try not to drink on the daily show but on the weekends once in a while especially these long shows yeah. I mean, why don't I have a beer with me why don't I have one right now? you should have one you're blowing it <laughs> I know it's, fuck. Uh, make the show uh, certainly I'd uh, be going a lot smoother definitely because you could see you're running on fumes when you're doing these 13 game cards they're long <laughs> ones they're marathons for sure uh, feels like you've done a marathon and you're just oh, sucking dirty pond water, the Pierre Maguire term, uh, <laughs> after uh, doing a show like this. Uh, Winnipeg and Vancouver, uh, this next game here. Winnipeg and Vancouver, even money, minus 110, uh, both sides, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, the Jets uh, bounce back uh, from a couple of losses in a row at home. They beat Nashville 2-1 uh, in their uh, last game. Now they uh, go on the road. Uh, to start a, a road trip. They're 8-5 and five this year at, on the road, not nearly as good as they've been uh, at home. We'll see if they can uh, keep it going here tonight against uh, Vancouver. Vancouver has all of a sudden won four of their last five, so let's give them some credit. I mean, other than a shootout or a shutout loss to Minnesota, 3 nothing. you know, they beat Arizona, Montreal, San Jose, Calgary in a shootout. Um, you know, they've played a lot of tight games. Could the draw be a possibility in this game? Maybe. Uh, if you look at it, but no, I think Vancouver, I might pump the brakes on 
you know, going against this team tonight, even though I think Winnipeg probably is the better of these two teams right now. Uh, there's lots to like with the way the Jets are playing, but, you know, Vancouver is starting to turn their game up a little bit. Uh, as far as the props go for the Jets, I mean, Connor's been excellent. Mark Shifley's been good. Cole Perfetti on the top line, I think, remains undervalued for them. With Vancouver, Bo Horvat continues to light up. And I'm going to stand by it. Curtis Lazar, he's up on the top line now for the Canucks. Bruce Boudreaux moved him there because he's a hard worker. He, you know, he works hard as fuck to get the puck free. And he just is relentless. He's a dog on the bone on the puck. And I think Bruce Boudreaux wanted an element like that on the top line with Bo Horvat and JT Miller. You can, once again, get a price of around plus, you know, 450, 500 on Curtis Lazar to score a goal here in this game for the, uh, for the uh, Vancouver Canucks tonight. I think it's definitely worth a look uh, because he, he could have scored the last game. He had a couple of great chances, you know, especially early uh, in the hockey game. I think that's one of your better undervalued point uh, goal score props of the night, getting a guy like Curtis Lazar, now that he's moved up to the top line at a plus 600 at bet three, six, five, and he's on the top line. I think it's absolutely worth a look there uh, in that game. Uh, I lean a little bit to the over here just because of series history. I've seen two straight meetings go over the total four, three, five, one uh, between uh, these two teams. But at the same time, if it's Hellebuck and net, I definitely might peel back the reins a little bit on that. However, I get the sense we might see big Siv Dave tonight, just a gut feel. It feels like we're due to see him back in net for the uh, Jets tonight. We'll see if that's the case. If it is, I'll definitely pull the trigger over six and a half here. Uh, Alex, how about you? Jets cannot. So I'm looking at bet uh, MGM. I'm going to go first period over one and a half. I'm going to lay a dollar fifty-five. I don't do that often, but the reason being is that we don't have a confirmation yet. I feel comfortable enough to bet this first period over with Hellebuck involved. If it's Riddick, of course I want to bet it, and that's when the number is going to balloon up to the point where you're going to have to bet twos. So 155 is a cheap enough price to lay for one and a half in this, in this situation, Vancouver eight and two, the last 10 uh, in the first period overs. It's, it's funny. You mentioned the five, uh, five and one, the last six, all five of those wins coming in overtime. So this has been a team. I, I did cash to draw with them when they played against uh, Calgary the other night. I've leaned toward that because they have a nice run and Winnipeg is also coming off of a, a game going past regulation, but it's not going to make my card. I do like this first period over lay the 155 with one and a half uh, because you're going to see that balloon to about 175, 180 if Riddick is confirmed. Yeah, no doubt. And what we've talked all season on the show about the Vancouver first period overs. And if you see Chris Otto's, uh, team totals charts period by period you'll see i mean it's it's insane how good the first period overs have been uh, for the vancouver canucks so if you're going to bet the over i would always do that with vancouver games split it between first period over and full game over and if it is riddick confirmed if it is riddick confirmed he's 14 and 5 now the last 19 the last game just barely missed going over but 14 and 5 the first period overs going back to his uh, time with nashville and winnipeg in the last two seasons yeah, it's just to me, I've got that feel it could be Riddick because they play in Seattle tomorrow night, Winnipeg, and they might save Hellebuck for that game. Uh, Brett, how about you, Winnipeg, Vancouver? Exactly what you guys are saying. I think it's going to depend on the tendy. If you got Hellebuck in, he's a game changer. He's going to, you know, shut the door. It's going to be a, it's going to be a tight checking, 0-0, low scoring game. But if you have big save Dave in there, he'll be twigging out. He, he lets one in. It could be a, a 4-2, 4 nothing period, you know, and the floodgates are open. So I'm going to go over. It's all going to depend on the goalie. I'm going to have to go over Vancouver on this one. So 
but uh, leaning toward the over here. I definitely do. Uh, I like it, obviously. Uh, more. And, and keep in mind about Spencer Martin. He's played he's played better than anybody would expect him to this season, but the last few games, not nearly as sharp. He has now given up three or more in four straight starts for the Vancouver Canucks, so keep that in mind. And he's playing way more games than I think he ever thought he would because Thatcher Demko is still on IR for the uh, Canucks, but he's uh, starting to come back down to earth a little bit for the uh, Canucks in between the uh, pipes. All right, New York Islanders, Vegas Golden Knights. We have two games left. Uh, Vegas minus 170, home favorites, six the total, shaded to the under in this game. I am going to take the New York Islanders. I am, as a road underdog, even on a back-to-back here. I'm, I'm going to take a shot here uh, in this spot with the Islanders. Off a loss to Arizona last night, it's probably not going to sit well with them uh, losing that game. A uh, little shady, shockingly bad defensively uh, in that game, giving up five goals. And we said it yesterday, Ilya Sorokin, you know, kind of back down to earth, not playing nearly as well in between the pipes. Now, a lot of that, too, was the play in front of them, some breakdowns defensively by the Islanders. But I think you're going to see uh, the New York Islanders uh, look to uh, try to bounce back here. I've noticed that teams, after they lose to Arizona, they've done very well the next game. That's another thing I factored in. Even Philadelphia. Philadelphia loses to Arizona, but Philadelphia is a bad team. What did they do after they lost to Arizona? They turned around and they beat New Jersey in their next game. It's almost like that's a – there we go. See how I did that? Oh, that hurt. I shouldn't have done that so hard. Slap in the face is what it is. It's a slap in the face when you lose to Arizona. It's a wake-up call uh, sometimes for certain teams. And I think it could be that for the Islanders here uh, in this spot here against uh, – Vegas, who are coming off, you know, mini two-game road trip where they rolled through uh, Winnipeg and Chicago, uh, and now they're back home. I just, it's it's got that feel to it here where the uh, New York Islanders, I think, have a, a shot here. And they've actually played Vegas pretty well since Vegas has come into the league. They split the two meetings last year. In fact, the Islanders won in Vegas last year by a score of two to nothing, shut out the Golden Knights in that game. I just think here in this spot, it's the Islanders will play a good game, a better game. And I don't mind that it's Farlamov who's likely going to be in that because he's played he's played good lately. In fact, you could say he's been a little bit better than Sorokin in the short term uh, in between the pipes for them. Vegas coming back home uh, off the trip. You're now playing an out-of-conference opponent here, uh, the Islanders. Spot play for me on the Islanders. You're not getting a bad price either at plus 150. So I'm going to take a shot with the dog here, New York Islanders, plus 150. Alex, what do you think here, Islanders, Golden Knights? You know, I kind of get where you're feeling. I'm going to take a shot here with the draw at plus 350. I think the Islanders will be fired up and ready to kind of play, and they played a tight game last night. I was really bummed out that that game did not go to overtime. It felt like it was going to, you know, evened out a couple of times, but uh, end up Arizona getting the win there. So I think they said, you know, that factor of, okay, we just lost to Arizona, one of the worst teams in the league. We need to bounce back right away. But Vegas is a wagon, especially at home. Uh, you know, they keep games low and slow at T-Mobile Arena, too. They've been trending heavily to the under. I could feel this being a 2-2 or 3-3 game after regulation. So at 350, I think that's great value. I'm going to go with the draw. All right, plus 350 for the draw here for uh, Alex with Islanders Golden Knights. Uh, what do you think here, Brett? New York Islanders, Vegas Golden Knights. I think it's going to be a tight one there. Um, you know, before Vegas got Bruce Cassidy in, they were a very defensive-minded team, even though, you know, they have some guys who can put the puck in the net on forward there and stuff like that, very offensive D. But uh, 
I think with the Islanders coming in, definitely uh, they're going to play a big defensive style. They're coached. Uh, Barry Trotz there. He's all about defense. Uh, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, but it's Saturday night, Saturday night in Vegas. I think Vegas is going to going to take it on the under. All right, there we go. Vegas and lean under as well in this one. All right, we've reached our final game, the climax of this massive Saturday card. Uh, San Jose Sharks, Los Angeles Kings. We've got the uh, Kings minus 135, uh, home favorites. Uh, the total six here pretty much across the uh, board in this one. This is a little tricky spot to be laying a buck fifty-five with the Kings. If you think about it, they're back home off a very long uh, road trip. Uh, that's concerning, in my opinion. Uh, where it ended up being a pretty nice end of that road trip, getting a huge monster upset uh, against the Boston Bruins. They won that game in a shootout uh, by a score of three to two. It was a good way to end a road trip that probably had more downs than ups to it for LA. And in fact, with that win, they actually finished the road trip three and three instead of two and four. You know, they beat Ottawa, they beat Montreal, and then they have the big win against Boston. But they also had ugly losses, 6 nothing to Buffalo, 5 nothing to Toronto, and then they had a loss against Columbus in overtime, 6-5. So uh, an up-and-down road trip, back home off that road trip, and you only get one day coming back from the Eastern time zone from Boston to L.A. for this home game. This is not a spot I'm looking at the favorite. It's San Jose or pass for me in this spot. Now, do I want to take the Sharks? I don't love the Sharks, but I, I might sprinkle on San Jose a little bit because I will admit, I mean, they've won a couple of games in a row now. Oh, granted, Anaheim and Arizona were the opponents in those two games, but they won 6-1 and 3-2 uh, in those games. I thought James Reimer came back from a recent uh, injury stint uh, in against Arizona and played a pretty solid game. Uh, all things considered, he had to make actually a couple real nice saves to keep that game 3-2 and hang on for the uh, victory against Arizona. Uh, we don't know who's in net for the uh, Kings tonight. They've been giving uh, Phoenix Copley back-to-back uh, -back starts against Buffalo and Boston. Will they keep him in net, or is this the spot they go back to Jonathan Quick, who, again, as it's been, as someone said in the chat, Jonathan Slow, not Jonathan Quick here uh, in recent games. Uh, it's been a real tough run for Jonathan Quick. Let's be honest. He's given up three goals in six straight starts, 11 goals allowed in his last two starts to the Leafs and the Blue Jackets. So he's really had a tough time. He's been fighting the puck. Part of it, though, has been the Kings' defense hasn't been great. We've talked about this for weeks. They've been playing a little sloppy, poor, poorly defensively in their own zone. I think this is a Sharks and an over lean for me. I'm waiting to see who's in net, but I'm leaning right now to San Jose plus 135. And certainly would lean over. I'm not looking at the Kings as uh, someone I'm looking to bet anything but uh, over the total right now. And as far as San Jose goes, totals-wise, they've gone over in four of their last five games. They're 7-3 and three to the over uh, in their last 10 games. And again, earlier this year, these teams played. We saw a 5-2 game, and it also went over the total. So it would be Sharks. It would be over for me uh, in this game if I'm betting it. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? San Jose, L.A. Yes, yeah, another double-up game for me. I like the first period over, one and a half, laying $1.40. I like full game over six, laying $1.20. Uh, like I said, even with – it doesn't matter who's going to be a net for the Kings, in my opinion. <laughs> this is definitely uh, a team. And these two teams, you know, they're rivals. They don't like each other. The Sharks, if they get up for anybody, they're going to get up for L.A. So I understand you looking at uh, the plus 135 with them. Kings coming back home off of what's been, like I said, a just up-and-down trip. That's a spot we like to fade as well. So if I had to play a side, it would be Sharks. But I'm just going to stick with totals. First period and full game. I think this could be a fun back-and-forth affair. 
And by the way, long-term, San Jose has owned L.A., and even with L.A. being better last year, San Jose seemed to get the better of them. Now, L.A. did finally beat San Jose. Kings got the better of the Sharks back in November uh, in San Jose. But again, from a spot and scheduling perspective, definitely an advantage for San Jose uh, based on the way this sets up, catching the Kings off that long road trip. Not only a road trip for a West Coast team going east, but it was a long road trip, a lot of days and a lot of games. They were on the road for six games since December the 6th. You know, so that's a lot of a lot of time away. Brett, we've had countless players on the show. They say the first game home off a road trip, they say distractions, family, wife, kids, bills to pay, all this shit going on. And that's a big part of the reason why these teams seem to struggle in these spots. Uh, and of course, you're you're beaten down physically, you know, mentally because of all the flying back and forth, long flights, and it wears at you. And that's why teams struggle in this spot. Do you buy into that, Brett, tonight? Kings against the Sharks? Yeah, definitely. I think the time is a big difference. You know, you're coming home. You're still on Eastern time zone. You're out now on the Pacific tonight. You're staying up late, even though it's you've had a day. It's still going to be late. Your body isn't used to it. I know these guys are, you know, they have the best options for sleeping, all that kind of stuff, but it's still going to affect them. You come home after a road trip, like you are saying, you see your, your wife and your kids and your family and stuff like that, and you basically don't get a good day of rest. You're fucking around all day cutting the grass, doing whatever the hell you got to do to get your shit together. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with that. You know, with these games, they're tough. Uh, L.A., San Jose, L.A., Anaheim, Arizona, you know, all those late night 10, at 10, 30, 10 p.m. Eastern games. You basically roll the dice, but with this one, uh, I'm going to go San Jose. San Jose on the over. Uh, L.A., it'll take them a couple games to get back into their uh, their home routine and stuff like that and i think i'll go san jose on the over and that's definitely the way i'm looking to bet this game san jose and over just waiting to see who's going to be uh, in between the pipes uh, i'd love to hopefully barabanov plays i think he's played a lot better uh, he's played well all season but uh, he's been one of those glue guys for san jose he's made the most of his opportunities on the top six forward group for them so he's questionable for this game but hopefully he ends up uh, playing here for the uh uh, San Jose Sharks tonight in uh, this game. But uh, yeah, definitely they have the better spot in their favor for sure uh, in this one. Uh, great stuff. Uh, unbelievable job by our special guest, uh, Brett uh, Pepler. We thank, thank him you boys. for joining thank us. You. Yeah, and uh, Alex, of course, great stuff. Great show overall. But we're going to get to best bets uh, in just a second. But a reminder, uh, patreon.com slash iceguys. Uh, make sure that you uh, check the, out our Patreon page, our daily card. Uh, is posted there each and every day. Uh, power ratings, goalie charts, uh, and more. Uh, Patreon.com slash IceGuys, $10 a month. Make sure you sign up there. And also support our other sponsor, Manscaped.com, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, a 20% off plus free shipping. Uh, take advantage of that uh, worldwide free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at manscaped.com. Again, great uh, products. Uh, the, uh, since uh, I've received them, been using them, of course, we've got the uh, uh, the Lawnmower 4.0, uh, the Weed Whacker, which takes care of that ear hair and the nose hairs. I mean, it gets a pro becomes a problem at my age, getting into your 40s. It gets worse, not better. You want to cut that shit out, take, a, take, take care of it and manscaped.com will help you do that. So great products, great time of year too, the new year approaching, uh, Christmas time as well. Uh, get involved and get some of these great products that will keep you uh, trim uh, all over the place. Manscaped, 
icecoffee.com. Uh, there it is on the screen. Get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code iceguys at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right. Best bets to wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys show. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Man, there's a lot to choose from a, a big card like this, but I'm going to go with that full game over six with uh, San Jose and L.A. That's the first thing I bet this morning, and I, I really like that spot. Like I said, no matter who the two, the goalies are in that, there's some games that, you know, any combination of the four goalies you give me, I, I like the spot, and that's the case here with this over. Uh, also, we'll take a shot at that first period over, too, as well. Like I said, six and one last seven meetings between these two have gone over in the first period. But for best bet purposes, Sharks, Kings, over six, minus 120. That's the best bet for Saturday. All right, there it is. San Jose, L.A., over six. Uh, best bet for Alex B. Smith. All right, no pressure, Brett. Your first appearance on the Ice Guys show, your first best bet on the Ice Guys show. What have you got in store for us? Well, I got a defensive battle here, fellas. Two good teams. Game of the night, in my opinion. It's going to be Dallas at Carolina. I'm going the under on that. There's going to be Stingy D, good goaltending. Uh, it's going to be a good game, but definitely go the under. Not sh- I'm kind of thinking Carolina is going to take that, but definitely on that one, and that is my best bet of the evening. There we go. And uh, under the total, and I, I kind of agree with that. Five and a half is the total there. Dallas, Carolina, if it's Kochekov and Ottinger confirmed as the two goalies, that's got the potential to be a great matchup of two goalies that are going to be very good in this league for a long time. So Would that be the first five and a half shaded to the under we've seen uh, this year? One of the few, and yeah. uh, although we did have that Seattle LA game that got bet down to five and a half, and then was shaded <laughs> to the under, and it only ended up being nine to eight, yeah. seventeen goals. Oh yeah, sharp <laughs> bet of the year, Brett. When we were on the bet, yeah, game, that's they wild. Bet that, that game was wild. Down. Yeah, they bet that yeah. total down from six yeah. to five and a half. It ended up nine eight. Yeah. Should have a you should have a, uh, that walk of shame for anyone yeah. that bet that under. Uh, that night that's one of the worst that's one of the worst you know we always say bad bet when you and it's a bet that you place that's not even close that's one of the bad bets of all time you bet a total from six down to five and a half the game ends nine eight uh with 17 goals yeah it can't get much uh more wrong in terms of a wager place than that uh, that was insanity that seattle la game a few weeks back uh, my best bet i'm going to go to the desert arizona let's go over six and a half uh, buffalo and arizona uh, over six and a half minus 115 i think that's one of the better totals on the board in my opinion sabers are scoring goals in bunches arizona have scored four goals or more in all three home games at mullet arena since they got back there after the road trip uh, they've been lighting it up on this home uh ice since they've been back there the last three games i think we see goals both ways sabers coyotes over six and a half minus 115 uh, for my best bet for this saturday card that's a wrap uh brett before we uh, wrap up the show final words from you thanks a lot for joining us you were you you were a blast you did it you were awesome hey thanks for having me fellas anytime good picks uh, uh should be a good saturday get some in you and enjoy the day and uh thanks for having me on And that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to booze it up, watch all this (laughs) shit unfold, NFL, college football, NHL, college basketball, and everything else going on. It is a slammed Saturday 
uh, in the sports and sports betting world for sure. We appreciate Brett joining us. We'll have him back definitely later this season. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex P. Smith, for our special guest, Brett Pepler, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Sunday at noon Eastern for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. 